0: Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
1: G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Steel Curtain. My name's Mark, and I got my host here, Daniel J., and we are today. We are today. That makes no sense. Am I tired?
0: <laughs> it's too early for you, Mark.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! I've already stuffed it up. So everyone, look, don't bother watching or listening. Now, look, I'm only joking. We're here for the the, the Q and A that that I that I can pronounce, right? Yeah. This is. this 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 duo or one half the duo from Steelers Touch Down Under. I never get to do that, by the way. And Daniel J, who's joined the team from Stay the Steelers, we are doing a Q and A. So how's it going, Daniel?
0: I'm doing great, man. I hyped up still from last night's victory, a preseason game. Got to finally see the uh, the quarterback battle um, in naughty training camp setting. Got to see him against actual opponents. So I've been hyped. I've been on cloud nine since yesterday, getting to see the players go and and especially one George Pickens. That that guy's for real. I'm yeah. super excited about him.
1: Yeah, to me, man, like that was probably one of the funnest games. I've I, I think it might have been. This this is crazy, it's a hot take. But that was probably one of the funnest games I've seen in a long time. Just just the anticipation was all built up and it all came the way that we wanted it to. It was like the running game was fantastic. The blocking was pretty good. Kenny Pickett was rolling out. Yes, he got sacked a few times. Trubisky was in there throwing touchdowns. Mason Rudolph threw a big touchdown. Like it was kind of it was it was up there to a to a regular season game. I know, I know, I know near the end it got a bit stale, but uh to me, it was everything it needed to be at the time, it had to be, if that makes sense. Like it's it's all, all training camp went them for so long. The offseason went on for so long. And we had a, a good game against the Seahawks. Yes, we're versing Geno Smith and uh, Drew Locke. And I'll tell you right now, if Steeler fans think we have problems at QB, oh, oh boy.
0: Am I right? No, you're right on that one. That's and-
1: that's their two quarterbacks. That's my quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's their two quarterbacks, man. It's Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And they don't what oh that is they are they're in trouble.
0: You see, I had a uh, I had a theory that if Mason Rudolph, you know, participated in the most snaps last night, that it was for an as an audition for the Seattle Seahawks because of their quarterback situation. Uh, Not so much anymore. I think that uh, I think Seattle's going to go and roll with the the two quarterbacks they have. But, yeah, that was my theory going into that game is if Mason got the majority of the snaps at QB, it was for an audition.
1: Well, that's that's kind of true. I think in any case, really, if you are a competitor in the league, I think every time you go out there, you should be auditioning for the Steelers and for the other 30 teams. Remember, I don't count the Bengals. All right. So <laughs> I want to I want to hit you with some uh, with some trivia or, or, or uh, a neat stat I, I found out. And I reckon I'm the first person in the world to figure this out. Right. Do you know the score? Do you know the score yesterday? Um, what, what was the score yesterday? Do you remember, Daniel?
0: 32 to 28. Uh, that's what
1: i that's what i said in the, <laughs> that's what i said in the off screen off screen
0: this yes, is what you said in the off screen that <laughs> threw me off <laughs> the, the
1: the score was 32 25 what does that number right. add up to uh
0: both of those two numbers together add up to 57
1: right and what deal ship just got taken over at at um that stadium
0: uh, it was Acroshore stadium taken over for heinz Field.
1: Right, and what? How many varieties of there are Heinz?
0: There are fifty-seven. So, oh all... <laughs> Yeah,
1: mind blown. You're Conspiracy welcome, everyone. <laughs> you are everyone in the Steel Nation Universe. You are welcome. I figured that out all by myself. I was like, there was fifty-seven uh, points scored, and Heinz got got taken over. Heinz fifty-seven varieties. And I'm not even American, so there you go. <laughs> All right, that's my best exactly. take of the whole year. Whatever, whatever I say, I'm covered because that is actual conspiracy fact.
0: That's okay, true. Right? It's been proven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but what a, what a great game, right? That's um, what, 32, yeah, th- oh, now I've forgotten. 32-25, uh, oh, mm-hmm. fantastic game. What, what's, the, what's the first thing that stands out to you uh, in this game?
0: Well, the first thing that stood up to me was uh, the mobility of Mitch Trubisky. You know, him being able to, uh, the ghost of the ketchup bottles, that's true. Um, Mitch Trubisky's mobility is the first thing that stood up to me. Uh, You know, there was a play where he should have been sacked and was able to get out of there and and make a a, a throw down, uh, actually run for a couple of yards there. Um, But even also on the touchdown pass that he had, his ability to roll out um, and find the open guy and make an accurate throw, that's the first thing that stuck out to me. Uh, I felt that the offensive line played a little bit shaky in the beginning, just kind of, you know, getting used to the game and getting used to playing against opposing teams again. Um, but once they settled in, that's the second thing that I noticed was that the offensive line was was, was playing very well and playing up to a lot better than what they were playing pre- in the previous year. What about you, Mark? What was the first thing you noticed?
1: Uh, with, with a very, I know this is an easy, easy one to hit out of the ballpark, but pretty much that like George pick and catch where it was nice, easy throw. Um, nice. It's just everything was in rhythm. Uh, George came back on the route and it's his first route run. So the cornerback the didn't know what to really expect. Was he going to go deep? Was he going to go inside? He just did a nice, easy curl route. And when he came back to the football, he accelerated off his like right or left foot or whichever one he chose and then went north and south. So to me, he looks like a football receiver. Like he just what? went, that's just the way, that's how you played any Madden game I've played. You hold down the circle <laughs> button and, and then you, you throw it to the receiver they cut back and then you get the, the six yard from the catch and try and fight for two or three more to make it second and one. So I noticed that the offense looked pretty pretty clean, comfortable. Um, everything that I was kind of worried about seeing, like I didn't want to see them go out there and do three and out. And we still can next week versus the Jaguars, but I think the Jaguars are a pretty awful team no matter what who they play. Um, they haven't played too well in the preseason just, just now. So I was pretty excited to see just the offense getting back together um, we did see Mitchell Trubisky get a touchdown to o- O'Shesky. That's how you pronounce it. And I was like, well, you know, he was wide open, but you still have to get the football to the end zone, right? It has to go that direction. And, and still, there's still some skill to it as well. You don't want O'Shesky to run out of bounds. You got to make sure that the football gets there on um, in the right place. So I thought everything went the right way to go seven and zero. And we, for the first, what, two quarters or whatever, it was like 14, I think it was 14 zero in the first quarter. So, those are some good signs. Would you not agree?
0: I do agree. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I thought that didn't go the way I anticipated was I, I was expecting to see Mitch in there for more than two series. If he's going to be the uh, starting quarterback come week one, I would anticipate him playing more with the ones just to kind of build that that cohesiveness, gel mm-hmm. with the team and the receivers. Now I understand that a lot of the players that, you know, were on the starting lineup last night weren't there. Your Najee Harris, your Pat Friermuth, Claypool – uh, Deontay Johnson, they weren't participating. And so this wasn't really like the first team offense, so to speak. You know, I've, uh, I've heard a lot of folks coming in and saying that maybe perhaps next week game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe Mitch Trubisky doesn't play. I, I don't think that's going to be accurate. I, I anticipate him playing a significant time with the ones, and I'm hoping that more of the starters are going to be playing so they can build up that, that, that co and that cohesiveness to be a, uh, a, a good offense this year. I think that, if everything goes right and and, and everyone stays healthy, that this offense is going to be dangerous and lethal. Uh, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Oh, hundred percent. What I also like too is that is that the live chat is still talking about the 57 varieties. See, I told you. (laughs) I told you, man. I figured this out yesterday. I was like, they scored 57 points to to honor Field, and that's you know, it's gone away. It isn't Acreshaw Stadium, but it is a new era, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, something feels different, does it not? Oh yeah. Does it, I mean, does it not feel different to be a Pittsburgh Steel fan where I'm not even actually I'm not even worried about the playoffs? I really not. I just want to see them go out there and be competitive. You know what I mean?
0: No, yeah. Something for sure. feels
1: different about this team because it's a new quarterback. Najee Harris is smiling. Cameron Haywood looks more like happier. Uh it's just, dude, it's just some reformed energy in this
0: team. You know what it is, Mark? They started exactly. playing. They started playing music in practice. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's they're why doing, everybody's so different.
1: <laughs> they're doing team team organized TikTok drills. Exactly. You know? So they're yeah. all doing. Um. That what's that? That have you heard that guy Lewis Lewis the BBC presenter? I have, not, um, I have not I want to see what's he? I want to see my money. Wait, I don't know what it is. My money, my money, don't jiggle, jiggle. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, he's gone viral, like super viral. They're doing all that. So, but, you know, (laughs) in camp, none of their money's, you know, jiggle, jiggle. It's like, man, they got millions and millions of dollars. But anyways, what else, what else stands out in this game? I guess we, I'm super positive, right? I know it's only preseason. It's only like the first game, like the first, the first preseason game, but it feels different. What else to you is like, uh, you know, linking, linking to training camp. What else kind of stands out?
0: Well, to me, it's going to be the offensive line play. I mean, last season, going into this season, that's been the most um, change, so to speak, um, in in one room, um, as far as the starters go. You have three guys in the interior offensive line that are different or in a different position. You have Kendrick Green, who was last year's center, moved over to left guard. Um, You know, Mason Cole at the center position and James Daniel at the right guard position. I was very intrigued and interested in how those guys were going to gel together and come together. And I was quite pleased, especially with Kendrick Green. I've been kind of harping this all offseason that, you know, there's going to be a battle for the left guard position, and I don't think that Dotson has it shortened up. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have liked a, uh, a guard or an interior offensive lineman that can pull, that is athletic, that can get out in open spaces and block. And, you know, you can look back at Alan Fanica, David DeCastro, or even Marquise Pouncey, who was what Kendrick Green was supposed to be. He was supposed to be replacing Marquise Pouncey, a athletic, movable center and it didn't work out for him. And so with him transitioning to the left guard, and now you have Mason Cole and, and James Daniels, who, in my opinion, those guys aren't guys you want pulling. Those aren't guys that you're going to see in open space, trying to block, uh, block uh, smaller defenders or, or linebackers or things of that nature. In my opinion, you're going to need somebody aggressive like Kendrick And If the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to want to run offensive plays where it's designed to have a pooling guard, I think that Kendra Green has that sure and sure up on that battle right there, so I think that's going to be a, an interesting battle to see. I can't wait, and I hope that Kevin Dodson can come back in Week Two of the preseason against Jacksonville to show that this battle isn't just going to be one sided.
1: Well, yeah, we still got you know the two weeks of preseason. I think is also I think the next few days uh, there'll be five preseason cuts. I think it might be is it is it tomorrow the preseason cuts happens.
0: I'm not sure, man. I'll be honest with uh, you. I thought they weren't doing cuts until after the third preseason game again.
1: Oh, I, I thought they changed it back to maybe someone in the chat can help me out. I thought it was after every game that they cut off five. Uh, anyways, that's that's not that's uh, here or there or whatever, right? We have a first question from uh, Jeremiah Yoda. What is your opinion on the performance of Kenny Pickett in his rookie debut? I'll start with Daniel J.
0: <laughs> well, I was quite pleased with his performance. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, he's – this is his first year. He's a rookie quarterback, so I wasn't expecting him to take over the you know top, take over the top or anything like that. You know, they simplified the game plan for him, gave him one or two reads to throw to, and put him out in motion and, and made the game easier for him. It's probably more up to you know kudos to Matt Canada and using um, Kenny's Pickett's uh, attributes you know for the in the right manner so to speak, and putting him in motion and having him move around a lot. I thought he was poised. I thought his decision making was good. Um, there was a couple of times I think he could have thrown the ball away and took a sack instead. But those are things that as a rookie quarterback, he's going to learn with experience and and with coaching. And so where he's at right now at this point of the season, I couldn't be happier with. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on him. You had the likes of Desmond Ritter and and, and Malik um, Willis going out there and performing and doing things. These were guys that were drafted before him. Um, so the pressure and the spotlight was on him. He was the only quarterback drafted in the first round. Um, he's the heir apparent to a future first ballot Hall of Fame um, quarterback, and in his first preseason game, took it down to the wire and had a you know, winning TD score with just seconds left on the clock. You know One thing that Mike Tomlin mentioned that he was looking for as far as intangibles in a quarterback position in the offseason were the team leading and also staying and staying the same when things got tight. Those were some of the things that Tomlin really loved about Ben, and that's something that I think that Kenny Pickett showed out last night that when things get tough and things get tight, he's going to be the same guy and he's going to be able to perform in the same manner.
1: You know how you know how I know we have a chance this season is when I when I see uh Mike Tomlin smile. Yeah. He, he, like he knows right? He talked he got asked a question uh, I think by via CBS the other day talking about George Pickens and he instantly lit up. Like, he's trying not to give too much away, right? And you kind of know that, right? If you're a coach or you're you're playing in a team and you have one of the – you know, your teammates is one of the best players and you're like, we're pretty good. Like, he's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for Kenny because, well, I thought he had – like, my reaction is, I thought it was a fantastic debut. Look, let's not go too crazy about it, but it was pretty good, right? What, 12 for – I think it was 12 for 15, 96 yards or, or two, two TDs, something similar, right, off the right. top of my head. Um, I thought he had poise in the pocket. I thought he commanded the offense. I thought he did everything he needed to do. He checked down the ball to. Uh, he also did, yeah, checked down the ball to um, Jalen Warren for a touchdown, and he he, he you know um, outstretched to get the the touchdown. So, I thought he, I think he's in the right place. Like I think there's still a lot of pressure to be like it's going to be Trubisky or Rudolph to start. I don't think they're going to start Kenny can, can Pickett just yet. I just don't see it happening. But maybe like. Yeah, ten weeks in, sure. If we're like five and five, why not? Why not give it a shot and just see if we can get a bit of spark there? But I think it'd be like if you start. Pick, in my opinion, if you start picking straight away, and look, I'll take back my words if they do it <laughs> straight away. You know, I'll be <laughs> like, "Let's go, Kenny, Kenny!" Like the title of the show, right? Because right. yeah, the house. Oh, actually, there's a comment here too, um, from here. It's Let's toast media says the stadium was rocking second half like a real game. I never watched a full. I never watched a full game, right? But I was like. You did hear the Kenny chant, Kenny, right. Kenny. And I guess that's going to be the champ. Pittsburgh Steelers have decided, the council has decided what we're going to start to chant, chant for Kenny. So they were super pumped up. And it's like, if I'm Trubisky or if I'm Rudolph and I want to be a starter in this league to go out and get the second contract or another contract in the future, I'm a bit worried that Kenny can, can take my job. Can he not take his job?
0: Oh, I believe so. And one thing that I I like to look back at as far as his potential as being a starter at any point in the 2022 season is looking at who the coach is and that's Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin is a guy that doesn't look at the politics behind things. He's going to put the best player on the field. That's going to give him the best opportunity to win. uh, Regardless if the player is a draft pick or a free agent or an undrafted rookie free agent, you know, one of, one of uh, Tomlin's famous Tomlinisms that come out there is he doesn't care where you came from is what you do now that you're here. And so, Um, given that, and also if we go back and I mentioned it before, we look at 2019 Mason Rudolph was given a first round grade quarter as a, as a quarterback draft in the 2018 draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in 2019, when he replaced Ben Roethlisberger, um, he was benched after a three game winning streak, having two games that weren't good, which was one against the Cleveland Browns with the helmet game. And then next week against the, uh, the bungles in the first half, he's, he's threw an interception, so he had six quarters of bad football. Prior to that, he had a three-game winning streak, and he was yanked for a guy who was considered a camp arm going into that season. And the only reason, in my opinion, to do so at that point was because the Pittsburgh Steelers were still in contention for a playoff run. So I don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers giving um, you know um, Kenny Pickett the, the reins just to give him experience, but I also don't see them holding him back if he's the best option for the team to make a playoff run, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I I think Mike Tomlin and the the crew there, Matt Canada, like, let's let's be honest, all three quarterbacks had a good game. They really did. And as much as people want to, you know, hate on Rudolph and they want to find reasons to, all three had a good game. Mike Trubisky played well. Okay, you know, uh, Rudolph had the fumble, sure, but then he made it with the big pass to pick it. um, And then, oh, sorry, pick ends. (laughs) <laughs> Pickett played. Pickett played well too, but he had two sacks, so it was kind of cool. We got a few. We got a few questions here. We got one from George Tessin here too. Who are the first five cuts coming up? And I just found out from another commenter as well That's Tuesday, so the next few days. So without not naming five, maybe just name one or two. You think that might be cut?
0: Well, I mean, there's going to be some of those guys that are going to be on the defensive end or, or the tackles or whatnot mm-hmm. that are going to be on the low to, uh, low end of the totem pole that are probably going to be the first ones to be cut. Um, but I'll give you a big one. I don't know if he gets cut this time, but I, I don't think he makes the 53. And that's Benny Snell. Um, sure. I think I think that Jalen Warren proved last night that he's he's a viable option for the number two position and can take over games if needed. Um, you know, last night, again, you know, the Steelers weren't playing against um, the best defense in the world. However, uh, you know, this was his opportunity to go up against a starting defense. Minus probably a few pieces, just like our defense didn't wasn't full full force last night either. But this was his opportunity to go up against a a uh, first second team defense and show himself, and I think he did fairly well outside of the fumble that he had. And so I, I honestly think that that Benny Snell might be on the on the cusp of being cut. Maybe not the first first cuts, but I don't think he's making the fifty three.
1: Yeah, well, Kathy Ford says here what hap- what will happen to Benny, and pretty much you just answered that. Uh, that I figured out he was injured. He wasn't injured a lot the wait now uh, he wasn't injured i am um, what the
0: what the what the what the was the lowly? 24 <laughs> injured last night no the 24 that was playing last night was oh. was crazy and it was um man what was his name it's the other safety uh it skips my name that Ka- he had carl joseph carl, carl joseph yes yeah, carl joseph wrong. ended up having an injury but i believe he was like 38 or 35 or something like that is what i saw but the 24 that was playing last night was uh, Kazi, and I was actually talking to a couple people. Kazi about, played or
1: what? He played or what?
0: He played good. I mean, he's oh, he's a name. He, he's he got pedigree. He's he's a guy. Um, a lot of folks said that they had seen Benny Snell in the special teams, but after the game I rewatched it and I saw him walking around in not a uniform, say? so I don't think he was playing, period, and I don't think he was injured either. At least I haven't seen anything about him being an injured player. <laughs>
1: You know what's uh, interesting with uh, you know Kazi? I think he, he used to be a starter with the Falcons, so he does have a bit of pe- uh, pedigree there, right? And you know what I liked about him? He doesn't mind to tackle. He's okay tackling because a lot of times Spillane had missed. I think three or four times in coverage, Spillane just can't cover the back, can't cover the running back. You know who your guy is, and you still can't cover him. It's like he almost runs him down to to do a run stop, and he can't, he can't, he can't feed back to the outside where they they swing the running back out uh kazi came in and he saved a touchdown i think as well with a tackle and he was um yeah he played really well so i think he's 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 fighting for a chance to be in this spot and uh, he might be alongside killer brew and those guys but kazi could be depth for the the you know the safety I, I enjoyed him playing there but we have another question here from case and ryan this is a good one it's a very good one is damn Moore the starter week one left tackle i didn't mind them Moore playing this start. i thought he played good
0: Oh, i agree i think the pittsburgh Steelers love dan moore you know the, a lot of the um, you know i listen to a lot of former players talk and and beat writers and whatnot and a lot of the consistent things that have been said about about dan moore is that he is um, above where he was drafted he's a pleasant surprise his footwork and his hand placement is, is, is above where he's been at in his experience and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers really think that they found a guy in Dan Moore that could probably be at the left guard for the next 10 years. And uh, I'm excited about that. If they truly feel that way about him and and that's what he's been able to show on the on the tape so far, then, you know, that's also going to help that left guard position when you have somebody who's a stable point at the left tackle. It's only going to help that interior offensive lineman as well. So I think he's a good stud. I think he's going to be good. He's going to be a good pickup for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially. What was he drafted last year in the fourth round? Yep, that's a steal. What the Steelers have been able to do in the in the later rounds of the draft here recently have been amazing, and and kudos to, to Kevin Colbert in his last couple of years as the uh, general manager.
1: Here's a good here's a good question from uh, Brian Brown, and I I, I love this question. Didn't you guys think the offensive line played better last last uh, night than all of last year?
0: <laughs> I agree. I mean, um, there were some times where there was some uh, uh, there was some times where some guys got in. I remember there was the uh, Mitchell Trubisky almost near sack. However, the offensive line for sure gelled better. I mean, you got to think back last year. The, the, that offensive line didn't have the opportunity to gel. They didn't have the opportunity to grow together. You had so many different pieces moving and then you had the retirement of David DiCastro, and You had, um, you know, Kevin Dodson, who wasn't wasn't doing something right, regardless of what it was. The coaching staff wasn't too happy with him or pleased. And so this year and in going into it, the fact that this offensive line has been a collective group this entire time is going to bode well for him and also. One thing that I think is going to really be a benefit to to the offensive line this upcoming season is going to be George Pickens. That guy is going to force defenses to play back further, and that's going to give the offensive line a little bit less pressure, and it's going to give more running lanes for Najee Harris. I'm excited about this team. Super. Did excited. you
1: did you see the uh, the block that he had on one of the corners that he took him right over, just pushed him right
0: <laughs> out of the screen. Yeah, man. He I like I've said it before, man. This guy reminds me of Martavus Bryan and Heinz Ward. If they were to somehow combine forces or whatnot. he's so
1: lanky, isn't he? Such such a mm-hmm. like a lanky dude with tall, like real tall arms. Like he was he's six foot two, but he must must be wingspan or whatever seven foot. Like he's he's all all the way up there, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and the one thing that, that is so impressive about George Pickens is his body control. There was one play where I think it was Mason Rudolph threw it through an out and he caught it while mm-hmm. twirling around like a ballerina in the corner with his feet in, in in bounds. And, you know, that was just as impressive as his feet staying in bounds on the touchdown pass. In my opinion, it's just the gravity between the plays. Of course, the touchdown pass is going to outweigh the the first down throw there, but that was an acrobatic catch that not very many receivers in the NFL can do, and if he's able to do that his first year out of college, where in college you only need to have one foot in bounds, one foot, yeah. And so for him to be already be able to do this, man, this is going to—he's going to be a staple point for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense for a long time. Him and Najee Harris are going to be a dangerous combination for whatever quarterback is back there.
1: Big time. So we another, another uh, comment here from Kathy Ford. I think uh, Kathy was at the game, so she says here in, oh, wow. in the title of the show. For the 10, 10, 15 minutes it took me to get out of the stadium at the wrong exit. It, I've been there and it it's very hard to leave. Uh, I, I didn't know where to go either, to be honest. I was trying to get down to the Steelers Hall of Honor. I couldn't get down there. Uh, it was just too many people. I couldn't figure it out. So people were chanting, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. So that, it's a, it's it, for the fans. It feels different. We have Trubisky there. I think, even, I think I'm glad that all three played well. Because now it's like, well, which one's going to be better? It's not like, okay... Chubisky sucked, get rid of him, put Kenny in. It's like, no, no, all three played well. Who's going to want it more? So that, that to me, is a a good feeling. Let's Toast Media says here, what do you think of the uh, linebacker group outside of uh, Bush and Jack?
0: Well, I'll say this. The uh, Seattle Seahawks were starting to run the ball once Jack left the field. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, outside of him, number 93, the uh, Robinson. That guy had... Had the moment they had the strip sack on unlocked on, on that gave Kenny Pickett the uh, the ability to go down the field and make that game winning touchdown drive. You know that right there, making a splash play in situational football is what's going to probably get that guy on the team. You know Mike Tomlin loves that ability. It's not just the ability to make splash plays, but to make splash plays when they count. And nothing bigger than that drive in that moment where you have the Seattle Seahawks taking over after a fourth, which it shouldn't have been fourth down. Uh, the Steelers—they got that third down and one, or whatever it was. It should have never been fourth and one. But after they—they um, they get the sack, they're in their own territory, backed up against the, uh, you know, backed up in their own side of the field, and come up with a play at that moment, at that time. That just spells high praise for for Robinson, as far as big John. Like, like mm-hmm. I get like I said about Kenny Pickett, keeping the same composure during the high risk times. That's what's going to get him on the team and. And there's been a lot of praise from Robinson coming in from training camp and he just put it out there in, uh, in on the field. so I, I'm really high on him. What about you who, who did you like outside of Bush and Jack?
1: Well, <laughs> it's pretty hard, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah I, I, think it's,
1: I think it's one of our one of our weakest areas really. Uh, who, did, who did I like? Who did I what do I, what do I think? Let's go more of what do I think of the, the linebackers because I think Spillane's in a bit of trouble. Uh, I think even to a certain extent, Buddy Johnson's in a bit of trouble. It doesn't seem like these fellas want to get involved in the game plan or want to tackle. Miles Jack was was outstanding yesterday. In the in the few plays he had, he was always in the backfield, and Devin Bush was away from the football most of the time, like he has been the last year and a half. And I guess in in, in the sense of football, isn't the middle linebacker spot the one you need to go out there and get dirty like uh, Vince Williams do? And maybe we miss a guy like Vince Williams where he didn't care, he didn't care if he ran into four people and and, and tried to make a tackle. He went in there and and did his job. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because if that's a weaker spot. But of course, as well, defensive line, we only had, what, I think one... Wait, there was no starters from the defensive line, right? So that's that's a key point. Also, no starters there. So, and that's only the first game, but I I just want to see a bit more effort, I think, from Bush and those kind of guys. And Spillane was, you know, there's been talk about Spillane versus Bush in the training camp, and they're going for the other spot. But man it, it could be a guy like maybe would would mike robinson come over or you know i know he generally plays he plays outside linebacker doesn't he mike robinson
0: no he's he plays more interior um, uh, linebacker he he lined up on the outside for that play um uh, but okay. yeah our outside linebackers i didn't i didn't hear much about him i mean um skipper you know collected the the strip sack from from Robinson but outside of that I've been saying it all year the outside linebacker position is one that or off all offseason is is top heavy and it needs to be addressed and I'm hoping that the Pittsburgh Steelers address that position before the start of the season it,
1: it, yeah it does it, seem like a weak area because you even saw DeMarvin Leal got it in his first touch of the, on the football field he almost yeah. got a sack but he's more of a defensive end so it's it's you do pay a lot of money to TJ Watt and Highsmith, but then you go, who's that third guy behind these guys? And it's like, I don't really see any standouts right now. And it's a preseason game, and you should there should be a standout to a certain degree because you're playing their their third team as well. It's not like you're playing their starters yeah. most times. So uh, I've got an update here from George Tesson says this is a great great comment. What are the roster cuts for the NFL? He says cut dates from um five, I think from August 16th of 90 to 85. August 23 is 85 to 80. And August 30 is 80 to 53. So we have five in the next few days. So that's great to hear for the listeners. Uh, so let's have a – you go.
0: So back to the outside line – or the linebacker position, there's been a lot of rumors out there that the Steelers should trade for uh, Roquan, Ro, Roquan Smith, uh, Chicago Bears interior linebacker. What do you think about that? Do you think the Steelers should make a splash move like that? Uh, when Bush went out last last night, it was a different defense. I mean, not Bush. When Jack went out last night, it was a different defense.
1: If you have two two starting like caliber, two all pros at middle linebacker, this would make the, the defense pitcher perfect to a certain degree if everyone's healthy, right? Now, the, the other question I would pass back to you, who's who are you gonna trade?
0: Well, um, last night George Pickens made a, made himself a name as a receiver. I I, I wouldn't mind I mean, potentially going with you know trading Devin Bush and a receiver, maybe Claypool uh you know, for uh, Rokan Smith, that would be somebody I would trade if it was a player's type of thing. If it was a, a draft pick, he's going into his fifth year, he's going to demand a, um, you know, a higher, a higher salary and a, and a better contract. So I probably don't see the Steelers giving up more than maybe a, a second and a third or something like that, or a third and a fifth.
1: Look, to, to me, if it happens, you're bringing a guy like that, I think it's going to help the defense, but it, it's just like, how long can we say Devin, Devin Bush's potential? He's it, just changed. Something's happened. I don't know what it is. He played so well before the injury, and then something just went completely opposite. And Miles Jack, it, it, for the series he played, was pretty fun, and uh, it was awesome to see. I've got another question here from Jeremiah Yoda on fire. What is your opinion of the debut of Master Teague? What a name.
0: I thought he did well, you know. Um, I I don't think he did enough to surpass Jalen uh, in there, but I think he did well. Uh, I I wonder if he does any. If did you see him on special teams at all? I don't. I don't recall seeing not, him. Out not there on that I teams. remember.
1: I only remember what him. Uh, I think him run, run the football a few times. I don't remember seeing him on special teams at all. I wonder
0: if he's a player that could transition to a fullback and maybe replace Derek Watt. Derek Watt didn't play last night either. And so, nope. you know, he he seems like a bigger guy, strong guy, somebody who can, you know, take take the ball in short uh, short distances, maybe one, you know, third and short or whatnot. If Najee's not in the game, but his skill set is not one that I I see that's going to be on the team outside of if he makes a, a splash on special teams. To be honest with you, I think that the Steelers well, aren't going to keep more than three running backs.
1: I got a question for you. And I'll get back to the, some of these other questions. And thank you everyone for listening. Right now, we have 90 people in the chat. That's TJ. Oh, What's wow. number now? Now 92. Debo Harrison's number. Yeah, now, 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 now. Uh, oh, sorry, I've got to add in the background. <laughs> in my <case>. oh. <laughs>
0: so, yeah,
1: Seattle has 40 losses. Um, yes. What What is happening with Derek? Watt? Come on, man.
0: Well, Derek Watt. I don't know what's happening with him or or why he wasn't participating in last night's game, but I don't think Derek Watt should be looked at as a running back on the team. He's more of a specialist. When you look at Derek Watt, he's probably what you would see when we used to have when the Steelers used to have a, a Dirty Red or a Tyler Mitovich Mediv- type of player, strictly special teams. Uh, I think that because of what he's done in the fullback position with the teams previously with the, the Chargers. That the expectation is something similar there with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I don't think the Steelers use him in the same manner as the Chargers did. I haven't seen him on the field offensively very much, and uh, majority of his past or majority of his playing snaps have been on special teams. Uh, so my opinion on him is he's a specialist. He's not a he, he has a fullback by designation because the team has to designate him a position on the offense. Uh, but I, I see him as a specialist more than a than a fullback
1: my, my theory is why why do we have Derek what when we, we can we can utilize uh Connor Haywood there at fullback and tight end and possibly you could even uh, bring in another you could have three tight ends and also use Haywood as a tight end slash fullback and one right. and, and, and teams too he played Connor Haywood played every snap pretty much.
0: They would have to show up on teams because Derek Watt is a special teams captain. So his ability on teams is is, is higher than what the ability or his um, worth on the Steelers team is higher as a specialist than what uh, maybe one of these guys is worth on the offense, so to speak. So whoever is going to replace him has to also replace him on the special teams as being a captain quality player because you're going to lose a captain on the on the special teams. Well,
1: in the whole Derek Watt conversation, I would like to see Derek Watt play next week and to see what's see what is his difference because it is a different Matt Canada offense now. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens next week and we can have you know get around Derek Watt a bit. And if he does play fullback more like, you know, like a traditional fullback and, and Najee Harris or um, you know, uh, some of the other running backs can use him, like McFarlane, then great, then make the team. Otherwise, I don't see there's a role for you. I, I think you could use Connor Haywood played pretty much all every snap on offense yesterday in tight end and he played teams well. he made some big tackles. But we have a question. For some reason, Ed Money says here, he doesn't want your answer. <laughs> and, he, and, he says, and, he, and he says, Mark, he says, Mark, how many receivers make this roster? So I think six. Uh, but what about you, Daniel? How many receivers make the roster?
0: I'm thinking six as well. And the one guy that I think that makes the team that not many people are talking about is, is Miles Boykin. I think he's a receiver that's going to be a surprise. He's, he played significant snaps in the special teams last night he he's a special teams demon. he could be the guy that replaces Derek Watt as the special teams captain to allow something else to happen on teams for somebody else to take advantage of a position or leave a player position open for the offense. But, uh, miles Boykin is one guy that I think is going to make this team. Uh, he's my surprise, uh, not starter or anything, but just surprise maker of the 53.
1: He's not, he's not a surprise to me. I, I, I heard, I saw some good interviews with, um, Miles Boykin talking about the gunner position. And that's one of my favorite. If you guys heard me in the last two years of talking, um, thank you, by the way. But that's one of my favorite like um, spots to talk about. The gunner is so important to the team. The gunner goes down there and chases down the the, the, the punt and then makes sure that the, the, the returner can't return it at all. And Darius Haywood Bay used to do that. And I love Darius Haywood Bay, what he did for the Steelers. He was a former first-round uh, first pick for the Raiders. And he, he knew his role. He knew he didn't get too much ego about himself. He could receive when he wanted to, and he could run run the reverse. And Miles Boykin did that too. However, what's what's interesting about the receiver Ross uh, now is does Steve Steve Sims make an impact on this team because of what he showed last last night? You, can we carry seven if you got Osheski in there too, plus Oster make it makes it? Where does where does Steve Sims fit?
0: Well, the one thing that I I found interesting about Sims returning punts and kickoffs last night was that it wasn't Gunnar Ochesky. You know, that was somebody that was brought in specifically for that position, in my opinion. You know, he was a um, special teams specialist for the uh, New England Patriots before uh, coming over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I was anticipating seeing him returning kicks and and punts, and and it wasn't. Um, But at the same token, I've heard a lot of good comments coming out of uh, Gunnar playing in the slot position. and constantly getting open it's going to be a battle um you know one thing that i was really hoping or one person i was really hoping to look forward to seeing last night in the receiver position was was calvin austin unfortunately he didn't you know he didn't suit up so um you know best available best ability is availability at this point and um i i i feel that calvin austin is going to make the team given his pedigree and his draft positioning but he needs to get on the field too
1: yeah, well, even uh, Sherry Richards here from Facebook says, "What do you think of Stephen Sims?" And you just laid out perfectly. I think if there's going to be six receivers, let's go through it: Claypool, Deontay, Pickens, of course, uh, Austin. I I think so, right? At four, and then mm-hmm. fifth would be. I think fifth is going to be Miles Boykin for what he can do to be a gunner. And now six is that going to be Oshesky or or, or Sims? However, if you like Oshesky, do you cut Sims because he played pretty good yesterday? In that reverse in that that return he did everything he needed to do to to have a to have a chance to be like hey hey coach i want to play for this team i'll put my hand up so it's gonna be very interesting and i think it's one of the first the first real years where it's like it does feel different and the camp battles actually means some stuff here now because back in the past it was like oh we've got big ben we can always win with big we can always win win with big ben but now it's like well if is there like is there a chance that Oshesky, Oshesky gets cut if the seams comes in
0: I think so. I mean, the fact that he wasn't returning punts or playing special teams plays a big pivotal role in his or that's what was his pivotal role was supposed to be with the team. With Sims, it's going to boil down to, I think, who the Pittsburgh Steelers can feel is going to be more likely to make waivers or or be available for the practice squad. Now, if the Steelers were to cut Gunner Ocheski, I don't I'm not even sure if he's qualified for the uh, the the practice squad, but I, I'm pretty sure Sims would be a guy that potentially would make that practice squad or, or make it to the practice squad or have a higher chance of making the practice squad than, than Gunnar Ocheski would. I think somebody would pick him up pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Big time. Cause he played pretty well. Uh, like I, also, I was in that cut. He did as well. We that, re, that reception. He went to the left cut bang. It was, it was like, he was returning the football. So it was good to see. I mm-hmm. know uh, these are all good, by the way, all good problems to have uh, not yeah. for the players, but for the fans and the, and the coaches. But like we have Brian Browning says this is another, another interesting one too. Do you think Miller uh, Anthony Miller is going to get cut? Did he play last night? I don't know if he played.
0: He did not play. I didn't no. see number 17 on the field last night or on the sidelines. I, I I don't think he makes the team. I know that he has the chemistry and he has some kind of experience with Mitchell Trubisky. However, um, you know, with the guys that are playing on the, um, you know, on the outside as the wide receiver position, it's just too stacked in my opinion for him to make a – make his presence even last year he was on the practice squad he had the ability to come in and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers played Ray Ray McLeod over him so uh, I'm not anticipating Miller probably making the 53 now
1: it's going to be very hard if the, if it seems keeps working out and Osheski as well because I, I think they will keep six I don't know if they'll keep seven that's that's the big question we have another question from Jeremiah Yoda in the Kenny 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 show is the Pits, Oh, are the Pittsburgh Steelers a team capable of surprising the AFC North and not finishing last in 2022?
0: After after everything that I saw last night, I, I think the Steelers have a high possibility of you know at least coming in second, if not first, in the AFC North. Um, when you look at you know who else is in our division or in the Steelers division, you have the Browns, who are a um, a cluster in in the uh, in the quarterback position. Um, who knows if Deshaun Watson's going to play this season or not. The, the NFL is pushing to keep, kick him out for the whole year. Um, you have the Bengals, who's the AFC um, defending champions, and, and the AFC North defending champions. Um, they Their offensive line is still a big question mark, and I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers playing them healthy with a healthy T.J. Watt and a healthy Alex Smith, that's going to be a true statement game as far as, you know where the Steelers lie in, in that that game one, the Pittsburgh Steelers can go in there and upset the the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think that's going to do the that's going to be a, a similar outcome to the a lot of the games this season. The Steelers are going to be upsetting a lot of teams. That's seven and a half um, under when when whatever you want to call it. The Vegas has. Um, if you're a betting person, I'd go bet on that because the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have double digit wins this season. Um, you know the uh, when you look at the Ravens. The Steelers have had Lamar Jackson's number and Brian Flores coming over from Miami. Look at what he did to the Baltimore offense. So I'm not too concerned with the other teams in the AFC North as much as um, I guess the mainstream media is. Uh, I really, truly do think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a great year this year. Also, I believe they have the third weakest schedule, strength of schedule based on the teams that played last year. So. Um, You know, the Steelers aren't playing a first team, first division team schedule or anything like that. So I think double-digit wins not only um, is possible for the Steelers, but is likely, and I think double-digit wins in this season is going to give them the North.
1: I think the North is well, you know, well-achievable there too. Uh, If it's not, I think we'll become second. I I I really don't rate the Browns this year. I really, really don't. They are going through too much drama, way too much drama. I'm sorry. There are even plays over there. Who's a running back? Kareem Hunt wants out. Like stuff like that. They're just going through yet again. Just Browns and the Browns. Um, they can't get out of their own way. Sure, they'll be competitive here and there. The Bengals will be competitive too. I think, I think actually the Bengals will probably be third. Um, will be second if, if we don't win the North, and the Ravens might be first. The Ravens are a pretty good team this year. Um, yet again, they they they're they're gonna be angry as well we know from, from from last to first, but it's gotta be a toss-up, I think, between you know, can if the Steelers can win you know, the AFC North games, like go four and two, we probably have a good chance to win the North because then you've got a few games up on your opponents. Right. Um, And it's, 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 it's not out of reach. I think the media is telling us, telling us fibs and saying, well, we are the worst team, but we got better on, better on the off season.
0: I'm um, just
1: trying to find one more question. You, you go, go ahead.
0: When it comes to the Ravens, like, I know they don't throw the ball often because of, you know, who they have at quarterback. They're, they're more of a running team and they have a running back at the quarterback position, but You know, with the loss of Hollywood Brown, who are they going to throw the ball to? Mark Andrews? Is that the only option that they have? A tight end? I I don't foresee them being this powerhouse that they've been in most in in recent years. You know, when you when you have one style of offense or or you become one dimensional, doesn't matter how good at that dimension you are. This is the NFL. You're going to get figured out. And so um I think there's reasons why the Ravens haven't given Lamar Jackson that, you know, big contract. Some say it's because he doesn't want it. I don't know. Maybe it's because the isn't, isn't uh, Ravens waiting, haven't offered is, it.
1: Isn't he waiting out or something? I saw on the media the other day he's waiting out. He said if he doesn't get it, he won't pressure throughout the season or something, like something really weird.
0: He's been saying some things like he wanted to win a Super Bowl before he got it. Well, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> he's not going to get he, his he not
1: He can't even win a playoff game, let no. alone a Super Bowl. He's no. one of three in playoffs, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, like I said, at the at the end of the day, once you become a one-dimensional team, it doesn't matter how good at that one dimension you are, this is the NFL. You're going to get figured out. The NFL, the players are too good. The teams, the coaches are too good to scheme up for just one dimension. And, you know, in my opinion, I, I, I don't fear the Ravens. Neither. And Mike Tallman has said it himself. That they don't fear Lamar Jackson or the Ravens either.
1: Well we, we we know what to expect. They go out there three tight ends, they have a fullback, they have a Lamar and they have a running back. They just run, they just run out of three three tight ends all the time try and block you down the field. They're not going to pass the football down the field. And even if they do, they have, we have Minka FitzPatrick so we have our our Steelers also being the real the front line, the D-line is going to take care of it. So I have more confidence again that we'll go and win our fifth, you know, fifth uh, match against the Ravens. Also, the Ravens game is like week 15. It's so long away. There's probably not even a chance that Lamar Jackson even plays. And We don't know what we have no idea what either team looks like, but right. Hey, you got any any uh, any any final thoughts, or now uh, what do you expect to what do you expect for um next week?
0: For next week, I expect the something kind of similar. I, well, actually, I expect Mitchell Trubisky to play a little bit longer than the first quarter. You know, I, I know that the format is different. Uh, last se- last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers played four preseason games, and they used their third one as their tune-up game, so to speak. Um, I don't think that this game. Uh, which was the same game that they used as the tune-up game is going to be the tune-up game. I think we're going to see more Mitchell Trubisky, but um, running with the ones. And I think we're going to see more of the starters in there, but um, you know, and I'm expecting them to continue to improve as well. I'm expecting Mitchell Trubisky to continue in the same trajectory that he had last, uh, this last game moving around in the pocket and throwing the ball accurately and decisively. Um, and I expect uh, Mason Rudolph to come in second and Kenny Pickett. I don't expect um, Crystal Lodokan to, probably get any snaps. Uh, it's unfortunate for him because, you know, basically even in training camp, he hasn't gotten any snaps. And so, um, but that is what it is. This That is the life in the NFL. I mean, I would be happy to be the fourth string quarterback. For the I don't team. know, man.
1: I was kind of thinking like one part of you is like, okay, I'm not playing. I'm not getting injured, but I'm still getting a paycheck. And then the other side is like, well, I want to go out there and improve my craft to get the bigger paycheck. But I think just, uh, I guess as, a, as an athlete, you know, you want to go out there and excel and win and and become the starter. So it would be frustrating. But to know you're on the team as well. Also, he's not doing himself any favors, but he's not doing himself any, any you know, um, uh, you know. Um, harm. Yeah, harm as well, because he's just a middle guy at the moment. So it's like any teams are like, well, he played really terrible. We're not going to pick him up. We don't know what he, what, what he is so far. So, but right. for me, I'm looking forward to, can he pick it again? Can he, can he, what can he do? Next week, Versus Jake was, can he improve on that? Um, I think that's a show today. I think that's a show. You know what the old signful? That's a show. That's a show. That's a show. What, what's it about? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? <laughs> that's a show. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a show, can't have a show about nothing. No, you can. You what do you do on the show? Oh, you go down and you buy a loaf of bread. What why? or for? <laughs> that's a show. All yeah. right. <laughs> all right thanks daniel mate for coming on or you know oh you're not coming on you are you are stay of the steelers that's who you are yes, on the btsc network and i'm from steelers touch down under thank you everyone in the live chat i'm kind of blown away actually today there's 120 people in the live chat so you guys are excited for football if you're on the podcast uh, spotify apple you know you know what's going on all those things i use spotify because so much it's easy for me to listen to but thank you for everyone coming on uh the q a segment and yeah, we got some shows coming up. I think there's like 30 shows a week. I, I, I even, I can't keep up. There's too many <laughs> shows. There's too many. But check out say the Steelers. Check out Steelers. Touch under. And thanks guys. As always, here we go Steelers. Here we go.